0: Hello, and welcome to What is Music? A Music Podcast about Music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us at the very beginning, the very first episode of season four, which is called Is It Rad in Your Head? a critical analysis of the history cultural impact and music of radiohead we're going through their entire career album by album track by track asking questions like does context matter when you're listening to music does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output and this season we're of course asking is it rad in your head and to be clear, we're asking, is it rad in your head in regards to the band Radiohead, not is it rad in your head to this, the fourth season of our podcast, which is called Is It Rad in your Head, and which is now in your head. I'm Adam <laughs> Scott Glasspool, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Steve Murphy. Hello. And Lucas Way. Hello. We must immediately change the title of the podcast because I cannot do that for the next nine albums worth of content. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call it Season 4. Radio. radio, radio. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's been a hot minute. Uh, how are you, etc. Is what I've got written down. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm fine, etc. Um, welcome hey, back to
1: the podcast, guys. How are you? Oh, sorry, I'm reading Adam's notes. You're reading my oh, notes. Shit. Yeah. Um, introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I right. know uh, oh, that's the next bit. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. Okay, I'm fine.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, good. Look, we're going to have some old listeners who've been with us for a little while, and we're going to have some new listeners because of the radio head of it all. So, what are we? If you guys had to sum up this podcast in one word, what would that word be? Argumentative. <laughs> okay. Not positive, but no. that's fine, <laughs> Lucas. Oh, tete a tete. Mm, kind of three words. Did the, did the, we uh, are a podcast oh. that takes one artist and examines them from as many different angles as possible. We're going to start at the beginning of Radiohead's career and follow it all the way up until present day. We're going to take in every album every standalone single, the officially released films about them, the associated solo works and side projects and we'll cover a live show from every era to examine that aspect of them too. We'll be focusing not just on the music but the context of the world into which it was released, the meanings and connotations of each song and album the paratext that accompanies each record such as how it was recorded and released and we'll be reviewing each album, giving scores along the way. You can expect lukewarm takes and arguments. In order to do this. We've assembled a team of three hosts with a range of knowledge and experience in the world of music, representing different levels of fandom and enthusiasm, not just for Radiohead, but for music, art, and context itself. I am Adam Scott Glaswell. I'm probably what you would call the resident muso. I really don't like that term. I've written about music, I listen to a lot of music, and I'm generally quite knowledgeable knowledgeable about music and I'm a uh, pretentious prick and I'm also deeply into the context of music, how it was written, where an artist was in their life when it was written and how that music both speaks about and interacts with the world in which it was written. I am also a huge fan of the band Radiohead and I'm going to introduce the other two hosts, But I imagine they might have some issues with this, so we'll come back to this. Here's what I've got. We also have Lucas Way, who is probably on the opposite end of the spectrum to me, although don't mention Lucas being on any kind of spectrum. (laughs) He is not that fussed (laughs) about the context of an album or even necessarily its inherent artistic merit, focusing instead on how that music hits him in his gut. Where I will rate an album largely because of its artistic context, Lucas will rate an album largely on how much he enjoyed listening to it. It's very rare that the message of a song or the context surrounding it will make Lucas enjoy it any more or less than he already does. But... Lucas is a fan of Radiohead. And then Steve Murphy is also here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's fair. Hi, Hi guys. Steve, yeah, you yeah, are kind of, here. Steve is our normal person, or at least the person that is kind of between <laughs> Lucas and myself. Uh, Steve appreciates the context and artistic nature of music, but if a song doesn't strike him, it still doesn't strike him. Having said that, Steve's appreciation can go up and down based on things like context and what a song is saying. Steve, you're perhaps the newest fan of Radiohead and potentially the person who knows the least about them. Is that fair? I think that's fair, yeah. Oh man. For yeah. Radiohead fans, and I haven't consulted with you guys on this in a couple of months, I genuinely think that our favourite Radiohead album... Sums us up in terms of characters and takes on the podcast. It's based on conversations I had with you in the past. Lucas, your favorite Radiohead album is in Rainbows. Yes, it's pretty great in it. Yep. Yeah. Steve, your favorite is the Bends. Yeah, and mine's Kid A. There you go. I think that sums us having up.
1: Having said that, right? Having said that, I'm we'll get to it in a bit, but I'm not as familiar with earlier Radiohead as I am mid to later Radiohead. So you never know. I might, I might be swayed.
2: Adam, those three albums that you kind of listed out there.
0: Our uh, radio fan's gonna go. Oh, I know what that guy's like then. I think so. I think so. Because yeah, yeah. in rainbows, interesting but accessible. That's Lucas. all yeah, baby. <laughs> the bends it's rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's Steve <laughs> Kid A Big dumb dumb. Pretentious synthy shite That's me That's me all over baby um, We will get more in depth into that As we go through this introductory episode I think But if you are a returning listener You probably have a good idea of what we're like And if you're new around these parts You can probably cling to those oversimplified descriptions uh, For a few episodes before you get to know us I reckon uh, And speaking of Returning this is our fourth season of the podcast, man. This is our third year, our fourth season. Where have we been, guys? What were the last three seasons? We've gone Manix. We've gone Say Muse. Say the full name; people might not know
2: Manix. We've gone <laughs> Manix. Fuck. <laughs> no, I've done okay, it wrong. So it's again. longer than that. It's Longer. It's longer. That. We've got Manix Muse. You have to do It'll Billie to Eilish. Do. <laughs> and we yeah. went slightly back to Manix again, but then we gone back to. <laughs> now we're here in season four. The, right? the, the, and it's, no one predicted it. No one thought, oh,
1: Nobody they'll probably predicted. cover Radiohead yeah, after talking no about one. them constantly on every single fucking episode. No. no well, <laughs>
0: well, why have we picked? Why, why, why did we pick Radiohead?
1: Uh, I think there's a. I mean, A, uh, one of Adam's favourite bands, and Adam being, the, Adam being the boss of this podcast and the, le- the, and the leader. The daddy. Uh, daddy. The daddy. Uh, yeah. It makes sense that we cover a band that Adam, you know, has an intimate knowledge of. Uh, I, think it's pro- I think there's probably also some interest there because obviously they've 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 gone through a lot of genre hopping and they've taken some turns that maybe would throw off certain fans. And Adam probably loves that shit and is probably interested to know how the likes of me and Steve respond to that shit also so that people can stop saying you're probably going to cover Radiohead. Yes, then yeah, then I mean, we've does, done them. It does the And then in the no one, one will it. know what we're going to do ever again because I don't think there's another <laughs> obvious choice. Yeah, we'll after this in the season, <laughs>
0: nobody can suggest that we're going to do Radiohead. No, until no. after, after, season,
1: after season one of doing Manix, everyone was going, ah, they're probably going to do Muse. And we did Muse. Uh, yeah. But that was pre planned. No one. No one. Nobody guessed. No one well, influenced people that we were going to do that. That was planned before we even started season one.
0: Couple a people guessed season three, though. Couple people season guessed. Season three, this one left is obvious.
1: turn. Billie Eilish.
0: But we had, I mean, I think I kind of suggested Radiohead, but it was kind of in the ether because at the time we were doing Muse, we hadn't put the Billie Eilish season on the books yet. It was something that we wanted to kind of slip in before we did another white all-male rock band yeah, from the 90s. Yeah, we had, there um, there
1: is a, I mean, manix Muse, Radiohead are... Oh. If not cut from the same cloth, it's made of the same, you know... It comes from the same material or something. Yeah,
0: well, I've, I would argue that it's the same. as cut from the same. No, cloth, no, no. But no it's, guess, a it's a, it's made a different made from the same material cloth. Yeah, I'm you've just him. changed the alliteration from a C to an M. No, <laughs> I, I don't. Really it's made of cotton, <laughs>
1: but it's not the same actual. You're going with of
0: cotton? cotton, okay? Cotton. No, Radiohead yeah. is cotton. No,
1: Radiohead are definitely
0: some kind of bristly. Like, oh, <laughs> it feels right. To do it, leading on from Muse, I know we stuck another season in there, but it, but it, it feels like the logical sort of conclusion for, for a couple of reasons. One is is that they are quite texturally similar. Um, they get a lot of comparisons, which I'm sure I imagine that will come up at some point. And I imagine the really hardcore Radiohead
1: listeners who have only just started listening for the first time with this season already hate
0: that the M word has even been mentioned three mm. times already. Man, material. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. okay right. Yeah. When we did Muse, we did a band that Lucas loves dearly, uh, which in some ways makes them kind of uh, exempt from critical analysis until you really dig into it like we did on the series. Um, the first season being manix, I think they're cool and I think they're interesting and they were at one point but are no longer my favourite band. I reckon Radiohead are my favourite band, guys. You said REM on this podcast. Yeah, I know, though. but... But over the past year, I really think it's Radiohead. So let's see if me, Mr. Fucking Critical, can do this with Radiohead. Let's yeah. get under that hood uh, and, and, and see what's going on. The other thing is, Lucas, you're absolutely right, and, and I'm going to steal a notion from uh, Stephen Hyden, the music writer, uh, that he put forward in his book on the cultural significance of the album, Kid A, called This Isn't Happening. Have have you heard of the term, fuck you money? No. Like if someone has fuck you money.
1: Yeah, it's the thing that I've got. Yeah, exactly, sure. because
0: of your enormous paycheck in this podcast. It's basically <laughs> the notion, Steve, that you have so much money that you can just do what you want. It's just yeah. fuck you money. Yeah. Okay? You can say whatever you like to whoever and just get away with it because you've got so much money. Yeah. Stephen Haydn posits, and I agree with him, Radiohead have fuck you credibility.
1: Yeah, Yes, this was going to come up on, we'll get to it, on my notes. I have written essentially about this very
0: fact with Radiohead. I have written the same thing, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They can do whatever they like and maintain this insane level of like adoration and success. And that is a, uh, a mouth-watering premise for me to dig into personally. Like, how did they get there? And, and is it warranted that they're there? And we're going to find out over what I'm sure is going to be probably about a year long series if that uh, uh, at this point yeah, yeah. sorry yeah
1: how many episodes are on the docket 112 is that uh, including first, you so co- is that no. including you putting on the docket though that we're going to do us a, 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 a episode for every single song on in rainbows each
0: <laughs> 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 and then a couple well, of no, extras after we, just to wrap it all we've up we've got three introductory episodes then 10 episodes for the album and then five just to wrap it oh, up, yeah, just yeah. To wrap it up. Um, sure yeah yeah Let's take it back a little. Let's stop focusing on the macro and focus on the micro. What are our personal histories with Radiohead? When did you first hear them? How did you first hear them? Talk to me
2: i love what i love what i've heard i would say i like radiohead i wouldn't say i'm a fan of Whoa, radiohead. okay and already we're getting into controversial takes. okay guys we've just lost so many listeners this guy likes radiohead yeah this white guy in his 30s <laughs> likes
0: radiohead sorry this white guy in his 30s with a music podcast likes radiohead <laughs> this guy in
2: his 30s with a music podcast with a czech shirt and a beard likes radiohead
0: this is mental it's blowing my mind
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love what I've heard. Um, what have you heard? Albums in full. I have heard The Ben's and OK Computer. So automatically, okay. I feel like I'm computer. the big dum dum on the pop, sure. on this this series. I think I think I'm the big dum dum. Well, I've I'm. heard smatterings of. I remember ra- uh, in in Rainbows coming out. I remember that being a big thing for you, Adam. Probably because I wouldn't fucking shut up. You about wouldn't it. shut up, Adam. About that's it. when you got real. Deep, but even but I was aware of it was a really big fucking deal when it was released. Like it was a very interesting way it was released. I can't really remember how specifically. I certainly feel like I've not heard enough though. Like I went through a period of trying to really get myself into Radiohead. Do you remember that point, Adam? And I was like, right, how do I even fucking begin? Um, I have to like Radiohead. It's it's expected of me, so I'm going to go and listen to (laughs) them. It was like my this gigantic like phenomenon like this Radiohead like. I just felt like I didn't know enough about, and I was like, I should find out more about this this band.
1: That's like watching a load of Alfred Hitchcock films because you feel like you should. 100%. Like, I should watch a load of Alfred
0: Hitchcock films. 100%. To have credibility. It is exactly like that, because I think that there is, for both Alfred Hitchcock and Radiohead, just the general understanding that they are good. Yeah. Right? Alfred Hitchcock, good director. Radiohead, yeah. good band. Whether you kind of like them or not, there's this kind of impression that they are just...
2: Good yeah I think i I heard uh the Benson in ra- uh okay computer I've never even listened to him in Rainbows all the way through or anything, but I love what I've heard. I've never really gone back like I just i don't know why I gave up, but like so this is a really good chance for me to to
0: know a lot about them, so I'm really excited about this season, yeah, you think it's something that you you are gonna kind of uh grab onto and enjoy, you
2: think? yeah, and I'm really gonna enjoy the weirdness of it all, mm. like I know that they've got that kind of thing around them. But also, just on another aspect, like just going back into my like youth, I remember hearing Radiohead like on the radio as a kid. Radio, as, Radio uh, Kid, radio, a, kid radio a, Kid A, a, kid a Radio a, kid Radiohead a, kid, a, Head kid A, Radiohead a. Yeah. Kid A, on the Radiohead Kid A. I remember like bye listeners, yes, yeah, see you later. <laughs> but like, I almost sort of put them; uh they they were adjacent to like the Britpop thing, right? That was sort of happening. Yeah, at the same time yeah. as them, so I almost put them in that. I wouldn't say that that they were, but that's how they were almost presented to people at that time.
1: Well, no, they they were kind of in that like post, just post Britpop, like yeah, I think you're Muse, right.
2: Radiohead, Coldplay.
1: Sort of thing, right? Was that not kind of a, a re- reaction to Britpop more than anything? Just
2: like like no surprises and all that. When was that? Is that sort of similar? But I remember hearing that a lot on the radio and, and, and stuff like that. Radiohead's
0: first three albums predate Muse and Coldplay and Travis.
1: But are they still of the same sort of rough time frame, no?
0: Mm. Sort of. Um, Coldplay, Muse, Travis, heavily influenced by Radiohead. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Huh? I what? Hey, you, what? I don't know if you knew.
0: Muse, what they listened but to the, radio the and they thought <laughs> like they, Let's they do that and they they did some of that. Yeah, the kind of music that um that Travis Coldplay Muse were made at the beginning of their careers was the kind of music that Radiohead were making five years before that. And when Muse, Travis and Coldplay were starting their careers, Radiohead were off fucking about with synths. Yeah, yeah. They, they were yeah. off
1: yes. the fucking
2: rails, mate. <laughs> uh, just one more thing as well that I remember seeing the Just video, the video for Just, and it absolutely blew my fucking mind. What video is that? Like, I do remember yeah. that one. It's with the guy lying down the street, and then all the people saying why he lying down. Oh yeah, it's a good video. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so mm. good. Like I remember, I've never seen anything like it at the time. As it and how would I would I have been.
0: Um and I was just so frustrated by it. I was like,
2: but what did he say? Uh, you
0: would have yeah. been six when it came out, but I imagine it got replayed when you were like a young teenager or Oh, something. yeah. The D2. other the other thing, not to speak for you or anything, but so that period when you were trying when you were trying heavily to get into Radiohead, yeah. was you were going through a divorce and asked oh, me yeah. for music recommendations and I said, mate, if you're going through a divorce, it's Radiohead all the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, and that's the other true. thing is, I think a lot of bands that you like, and I, I can only really specifically think of brand new Cite Radiohead as an influence. Oh, 100%, yeah, yeah. So that would have been kind of in, in your ether yeah, as well. True. Lucas, Radiohead talked to me. When did you first hear Radiohead?
1: I would have had, you know, bits of Radiohead filter into my, you know, brain hole just over the past. um But for me, like when I like, got into Radiohead was when they did the whole pay what you like for in rainbows thing. That's it. Sure. I literally was like, it was just so interesting. That then a band that I basically knew very I probably knew like Creep and Paranoid Android and like a couple other songs. Uh but I would have just been like, It that's just interesting. I want to give them my money now.
0: That is absolutely fascinating because of the way and we'll explore it a little bit later and much more as the season goes on, because of the way you listen to music, you don't take in a lot of the context around music. It's fascinating that you started listening to this band because of the context around an album. Well it's just ever, you know, that was it was a time when I was like
1: actively reading the enemy and like you know that sort of thing i was of that age i would have been you know 18 or something wouldn't i right 2007 right so i'd been 18 so you read an article saying oh my god this
2: thing's amazing what well no doing, no oh, like, no no no
1: no i boom. knew about it before it came out it wasn't like the album's amazing i knew like this was coming like the Radiohead in rainbow's release is coming with the pay what you like thing i was up for it and i was like yeah and i gave them a tenner of my money for a band i barely even knew at that point i was pirating ba- albums by bands i liked but I was Call like, the fucking it police." Did, it did that, you know, it did that. It worked, right? It was a great marketing technique because it worked because people were going, "That's really interesting. I'll, I'll pay what I like, and I'm going to pay a tenner, which is about what an album costs." And right, yeah, got it. And it just happened to be one of the best things I've ever heard in my fucking life. That was lucky. That was lucky. Yeah. Uh, I also <laughs> lived with a guy at uni who was very into Radiohead, um, and so obviously that helped. In fact, quite a lot of like the, my uni friends were into Radiohead, and so. I heard them a lot through osmosis around then, and then basically since then I've just con- I've just stayed up with them, right? I I then listened to I mean, there's only been two albums since then, right? There's
0: been uh, King of Limbs and uh, the other one, A Moonshaped a Moonshaped Pool. pool. Uh, Lucas, there has been two albums, but 17 years. Yeah, I know
3: it's
1: mental. To-
0: no, wait, that's <laughs> no, not no, right. No, it not 17 there's years. There's been two albums, 15 years. Yeah. only 15 Adam.
1: Only 15 um, years. Yeah, <laughs> but I have like you know I I I've. Actively listen to those new albums. And if they release a new album tomorrow, which they won't, um I would I would you know I'd be like, oh yeah, new radiohead album, listen to that. But I've weirdly not really gone back. Like I know enough, and I have picked up more. I've got like my liked radiohead
0: songs on Spotify, and it's the last three albums and bits. Right, okay. So you're very familiar with In Rainbows Onwards, but if I said to you, like, what album is just on or Fintel.
1: I couldn't tell you what album Paranaut Androids on, or or no surprises. They're on the same like, album. I know that, but I know of them. I know, th- I know in the Manicum, and I know they're some of their, their big, you know, yeah. most well-known songs, but I couldn't tell you what albums they're off.
0: Bit of spoilers. Um, uh, we uh, we were playing some Radiohead songs to get us in the mood for recording this uh, uh, episode. I played a Radiohead song. You said it was your favourite ever Radiohead song. Uh, and then... Ten seconds later, asked me which album it's off. Yeah, so I think that is a good sort of uh, example yeah. of, of, of your knowledge of Radiohead. There, whereas Steve is kind of the opposite because Steve, the Benz and OK Computer, they come uh, right after one another. It goes the Bends and then OK Computer comes out two years later. Um, some people who are very into the rock side of Radiohead would class that as their peak. Uh, so you're you're quite in, you're quite uh, au fait with the early Radiohead. Uh, yeah, Lucas, you're quite au fait with the Late Radiohead, but neither of you have a good concept for the middle period of Radiohead. I 100%. don't know what the middle period is. Yeah. Like, I would say the middle period is
1: Kid A to Hail. Hails if you a, said to me, name the Radiohead albums in order, I'd fucking embarrass
0: myself. We'll get to it. We'll get. <laughs> <to> it.
2: <laughs> but I'm I'm very excited about the later Radiohead. Okay, okay. You should be, uh, you should be, I'm Steve, excited it's about great. the weirdest. That's I mean, good.
0: It I'm is, looking forward to good. just getting real fucking weird with it. Okay, uh, that's uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we will yeah, address what? that preconception in a little bit, I think. Um, but I, I mean, do you guys want to hear about my... Uh, 100% business? yeah. Obviously, How the hell did you get into them? Uh, you, didn't yeah. you get into them around the same time as me, weirdly? But you just you just went deep right you uh you you said you you thought i had been into radiohead for far longer than i was because i was not that far in front of you uh in rainbows was my first album release that i knew them for but um but that's not that mad because there was a four year look anyway cast your minds back okay i'm lying on the floor of my lounge i'm 12 years old sounds like the just video (laughs) (laughs) everyone's asking me why i'm lying down (laughs) Yeah, yeah um Top of the Pops, August 2001. I'm 12. I'm just about to get into REM, which is going to then get me into alternative music. But in general, I do love music. It's just generally pop music. So I would watch Top of the Pops every week. And I have this memory... Of these fucking weird-looking goblin guys coming <laughs> on. <laughs> and and at the time, they insisted on playing live, and because Top of the Pops wanted to have Radiohead on their show, they capitulated, and the, so so they played live, which meant in comparison with everybody else who was on that show... It sounded wrong. <laughs> yeah. Because everything else is playback and mimed and sounds pristine. And then here's Radiohead using real instruments. And honestly, it didn't sound right. I do this bit all the time, but I swear to God, dead ass, as the kids would say. Yeah. It scared me. <laughs> I yeah. absolutely hated it. Uh, and I now know that to be their performance of Knives Out, uh, which is from the album Amnesiac. And re watching it, like. The vocalist is giving a very emotive performance, but it's not mine so some of it just isn't in tune, and mm. it's just not right, and it sounds wrong, and it's a mad vocal, and it just made me very, very uncomfortable, so I just kind of shoved Radiohead to the side, but as I got more and more into, um, I guess, alternative music, or, you know, just basically not... Pop, I guess. Uh, I watched a couple of those. Do you remember Channel Four would used to run those 100 greatest albums of all time, yeah. and you'd spend four hours on a like Friday night watching the whole thing. Yeah. Did you guys do that? Yeah, I think I watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. OK, Computer was number one on at least two of them, and this would have been around 2003, 2004. Uh, and when we got to college, when did we start college? 2005. Five. Five. 2005. We would used to go into HMV on the way back from college and I was looking for some new music and I had in my head, okay, I've seen that recently on the Channel 4, 100 Greatest Albums of All Time. There it is on the shelf. It's OK Computer. And Steve, you're in this story. I showed it to you, Steve, and I said, should I get this? And this is a good indication of how your view on music might have changed. (laughs) You said, I'm sure it's very good, but it will be depressing. So what's the point? (laughs) <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah what's the point I'm just going to go listen to My Chemical Romance which is a good point which is a good point to be honest Steve because listening to that album ruined my life um, I put it on when I got home didn't get it really absolutely no reaction wait, at all wait how
1: did you so you didn't get it from the shop
0: no sorry you didn't get i purchased it i didn't understand it it. i didn't understand (laughs) understand it yeah yeah. (laughs) i didn't turn up my home go to get out of my bag and realize i didn't get (laughs) it i I. I didn't get it (laughs) i I listened to steve but then i was kind of same as steve like i understand okay computer is supposed to be a good album and i refuse to believe that i'm stupid and i don't get it so i put it on again and i listened to it and something clicked, because then I put it on again, and then again, and then again. And I listened to it seven times in a row, <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> front to back. <laughs> and that sent me on the path. And I picked up The Benz, and then Hail to the Thief, and then Amnesiac. And I avoided Kid A, uh, because I once read something that the, in the Enemy that implied it was bad. Um, but I was pretty much fully up to speed on all their albums. Uh, by the spring of 2006 which was too late to see them on tour but i was into them enough by that point to absolutely like inhale bootlegs of that tour in rainbows was my first release experience and now i genuinely think they're my favorite band
1: and i remember you was this in rainbows or was it no it might have been king of limbs period right where that when you were like fucking handing you like got involved right in
2: their like in the
1: you, um, didn't you get involved in some kind of handing out of a newspaper that no. Radiohead produced no, 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 or some no, no, nonsense? Tom York
0: gave him a newspaper to promote the release of the King of Limbs. They printed a newspaper that they were giving out in sh- on street corners around the world, and I was going to go down and get one anyway because it's cool Radiohead merchandise. When I got to the location in Brick Lane. Tom York was dressed as a paper boy, handing them out.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that, that, that's that's what that is. No, um, oh, I, I I remembered it as like you were like a, a volunteer or something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did yeah. a photo with Tom York. That might be what you were thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, so yes, I went deep. They just immediately hit a chord with me. Uh, that again we'll kind of explore as we go and a little bit later they just they just struck a real chord with me and, and hit me in my core and I just knew that there was just something about this band that was exactly what I wanted or needed and that's just stayed with me every, every album they released has hit me in some kind of special way ever, ever since then but you know aside from our personal takes on this podcast we do like to include all of the context so what do we like already know uh like like in terms of knowledge. I, I I think maybe we'll start with Steve on these sure. questions and then move to Lucas. Um who is in Radiohead, Steve? Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> oh, so he's doing the voice. <laughs> no, I've 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 tried to take a guess here and I
2: deliberately avoided Google for it because so we've got Tom York. Yes. Vocals, sometimes guitar. And piano keys. Yeah, and bits. I said at the same time as you say, so I've got, that. I got that point. probably got that point.
1: wiggly bits too. Probably some knobs and dials
2: and stuff. Tom just some wiggly, the wiggly bits. bits. <laughs> yeah, he does loads of wiggly bits, and he wiggles because he loves the dance. Does he? Tom. Does love a dance? Carry on, on, carry on, Steve. Come hey, on, man, come, come, come. you've got Johnny Greenwood. Yeah, on guitar and also like six other things with his
0: feet and that. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, Steve. <laughs> he's on everything. Yeah, he's on everything, my friend. <laughs> he's on me right now. It's he is, on my shoulders. yeah. I, I was going to point that out. and it, um, yeah. Anyway, He's only on, here on. for
2: tonight, uh, but I said this is the <laughs> introduction episode, so he can't join in. So he's going to leave in a minute. It's, it's actually a real shame. Hey, <laughs> I mean, hey I guess wish, what?
0: I wish he was talking, to be honest, Steve. I wish he was on the podcast more than Can I wish you, you were on the podcast. He's
2: very heavy. If we could get this over and done with. He's on my join shoulders. With famously thin and light. Hey, if he's been sat on his shoulders for this long.
0: Well, true, I suppose so. We've I, saw a, I saw a great tonight. photo
2: that popped up on Twitter the other day as well, and I think it's Adam because you liked it. It's him bumping into Nick Cave in the street, and they're just going, and hey! Nick Cave's, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway. Nick Cave's in the classic Nick hey. Cave pose. Hey, listen. right. Hey, listen, guess who else you've got?
0: Who? Ed. <laughs> Do you have a second name? Balls. <laughs> yep, famously in Radiohead. Ed Balls. Okay, yeah. carry on, carry on, carry on. He's on. Or is that it? Is He's that it?
2: on... Some stuff. Okay. A guitar instrument, a stringed instrument that you put around your neck, mm. uh, and he does a weird uh, sound in a film they did. Okay. <laughs> you showed me, and oh. I don't. You <laughs> know, fucking hell. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what that laugh was. Um,
0: and I can't remember any others. I genuinely can't. Okay. Lucas, take over, my yeah. friend. Have you, have, you, have you got Ed's second name? Uh,
1: I think I think it's O'Brien. I think it's O'Brien. It is ah, O'Brien, it is, yeah. my
0: friend, yes. Is he... What is he, though? Bass? Guitar. Ah, it's a shame. They have, they have three guitarists. Tom, uh, Johnny,
1: and Ed. And, yes, uh, the other one I know. I don't know of any others. So I think there's still a missing member. But there's uh,
0: the other Green... Colin Greenwood. Colin Greenwood. He is on the bass, yes. Brother of Johnny? Correct. Yes, you have missed one of the best drummers in the world, Phil Selway. Uh, oh. Where are Radiohead from? Hey, I know that. I know that. Hey, hey, listen okay, to this. On, Oxford. Yeah. That's Stephen,
2: wrong, isn't that's... it? Though. Okay. Okay. Interesting. They went interesting. to Oxford together. Is that wrong?
1: I've heard. That that Adam, maybe. that maybe doing the minst- faces? If you're wrong, but I think I thought I, have... I thought it's Oxford. No, they
0: are. They are as well. they're, they're from Oxford. Okay, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, they are, they are. They are. They are from Oxford. Yeah, when did okay. they form? Hey, man. Listen to this. Stop saying (laughs) hey, man. What? (laughs) Stop saying hey, man. Listen to this. Hey, listen.
2: Um, I'm Navi from Link. Hey. Uh, Yeah. Uh, From Link. (laughs) The famous Nintendo game Link. Um, 19?
0: Yeah? That's a good start. That's a good start, Steve. We've eliminated the 2000s. We've eliminated the 18. 89. 89. Oh, okay. 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 Lucas, do you kind of hazard a guess? Uh, 1992. Wow. Okay. Interesting. It's 1985. Fuck me. uh, Which is one year before earlier podcast subjects, Manic Street Preachers, um, but they kind of come up at the same time. What genre are Radiohead? I've I've fuck just you. written down miserable. Fuck you is what they are, aren't they? They're just like yeah, yeah, they're, f- they're fuck you yeah. money.
1: I guess
2: art
0: rock?
1: Yeah, that's a good shout.
0: Right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, earlier Radiohead you'd just call like alt rock, wouldn't you? Just very kind of no, I think they transcend alt rock. Syn- I think then now it's like synth rock, but not really mm. even rock. Where's the rock
0: bit, really? Alternative covers too much now. Yeah. Well, I think that's why you pin it down with art yeah. rock. I think okay. they have a lot in common with like Talk Talk and Talking Heads and all other bands that incorporate talk, talk or talk. head. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I remember, unless I'm misremembering, but I remember someone once describing Franz Ferdinand as art rock, and they're not similar at all.
0: Um, but was that person was that person
1: misgenreing Franz Ferdinand? Well, they're
0: similar in the fact that they definitely. You should, should. not misgenre people, guys. Yeah, do true. not misgenre people. Yeah. How many albums do Radiohead have? Oh, man, Steve. Uh, hey, hey, man,
2: listen. <laughs> um, I'm going to name them. Are you actually? I'm going to try. Well, how, okay? how many do they have? How many? It's eleven, do have? right? Well,
0: I need to know how many, how count. many do they have, Steve. No, no. How, how many do they have? Just give me a number. It's eleven, right? Is it eleven? Is that what you're going with?
2: Can I count them?
0: Okay, Lucas, how many do they have? Oh, it's 11. Okay, it's nine. Steve, <laughs> you go. <laughs> am I trying to count? Am I trying to name them now? Now you've got... The next question is, can you name any? Hey, man, listen. Uh, See if you, you can got do an order.
2: <laughs> Pablo Honey. Yeah? Yeah. The Bends. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you just give me the next one. Okay, computer. computer. <laughs> then you go Kid A. Mm. And then it's Amnesiac. Amnes- is that... Um. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Hail to the Thief. Yeah. And then... Oh, no, because there's it, no, it one... Oh, no, hold on. I'm at six now. I think I've got one missing in my brain hole. In Rainbows, Hail to the Thief... No, Gun In Rainbows, him. King of Limbs, Moonshapel. Yes,
0: that Have is I done absolutely it? bang on. Yes, in that's order. all was nine that Radiohead albums in order. Fuck yes. me. Yeah, yeah, incredible, incredible. I couldn't get that.
1: Steve's been looking at our schedule, our recording
0: schedule, and yeah, just yeah, remembering definitely. it. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I've got to memorise this. I've got to memorise this for the first for the first episode. Um, I also wanted to kind of do a bit of a public service on this, not keep it strictly personal. So we're going to look at some of the frequently asked questions about Radiohead, the FAQs, if I like you it. like, that are on Google. Um, so the first one, if we can try and answer these as a trio okay okay here's here's the first one why did radiohead break up <laughs> <laughs> okay okay maybe we'll find maybe we'll find
1: out or maybe <laughs> they're not or maybe they haven't
0: maybe they have i'm gonna be honest it is it is astonishing how f some of these cues have been A'd. <laughs> Wait, how, how f? <laughs> so like i would not Q's nearly as F as these people have. Yeah, not nearly quite as F. Yeah. Are Radiohead depressing? Yes. (laughs) In parts. (laughs) Did (laughs) you? Affirmative, but
1: just a yes. But in parts. But also in other parts,
0: not. I find them, personally, incredibly uplifting. And I think that's because they share my depressive tendencies, right? There's got to be that. Right, okay. Right, like I, we talked about it before. But when I'm depressed, I love to wallow in depressing music. Yeah, sure. Right. That is Steve, the stereotype. Do you, do you is, kind of have that? Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, I like to.
2: If I'm feeling down, then why not feel really fucking down?
0: Because you know? it's someone talking to you at that level and being like, yeah. I get it, man. Like, I'm I'm there with you." That is um, the kind of stereotype about the band, isn't it? Is that they're depressing and
2: that they're pretentious?
0: Yes. Right, and I've got news for you, Steve. Yeah, that sums me up as well. <laughs> yeah, so no wonder I'm a Radiohead fan. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. What is Radiohead's biggest hit? <laughs> Did you just type in
2: a couple of words and then let Google finish this? By the way,
0: no, this is just this is what comes up as the F, as 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 the cues that have been ADF. Yeah, i I don't actually
1: know the answer to that question. Like, that. The obvious, like the like like the obvious one, seems
0: like creep. I don't know if it necessarily is. I think it ding ding be. ding ding ding. Is it creep? Though? Is their biggest hit by yeah. by quite a way? Yeah. yeah, have have a look at the top songs on Spotify as a good little I, barometer. Interesting. I think the first Radiohead song I ever heard was No Surprises. Yeah, right. similar. Uh, no, that makes sense. That doesn't. In, that in no way surprises me. <sighs> uh, next question: Why is Radiohead so popular? I genuinely want an answer to
1: this. I think. This kind of gets into the bit, uh, the, con- the whole conversation about it. But
2: hey, this is why they're so popular. So many people have bought their records. I mean, that's the that's that the would fact. make them popular. That is the yeah. fact. That's the outcome. Uh, I also think yeah. another
1: reason why they're really popular is uh, I don't want to get into the point really too too much, but because people because they're because people are told to like them. Yeah, I think I think there is an element of you should like Radiohead. Like, like no one would ever argue someone liking Radiohead. You know what I mean? It's it's so a um, safe answer to 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 be seen as knowledgeable about music, and also you like cool music, but also the most obvious answer you could kind of pick if asked to pick that. If to say who do you like, you go, ah, oh, probably like Radiohead, man. It's like it, it, I feel like it, I feel like they're almost. I love Radiohead, and everything I've heard of them, I love. I'd almost say they're overrated.
0: I think you are stuck in the early 2000s or the 90s. Because when people ask me my favourite band, I get embarrassed when I say Radiohead. Because it's such a cliché... Aren't
1: they constantly at the top of every pitchfork thing
0: ever? They're very critically critically acclaimed. But I think in the general opinion, it's what Steve said. They're kind of weird and miserable. And actually... The majority of people do not like Radiohead. It's also that like kind of saying, um, what bands
2: do you like? And you're saying, the Beatles. So it's <laughs> like, well, okay. You wouldn't say that's one of my
0: favourite bands because it, it is a bit like. I mean, they are some I of the bands. I don't think that Radiohead have the same broad appeal as the Beatles. No, but it's. it's I think it's, they push music forward in the same way that the Beatles did, but I don't think they have that, like, pop sort of, sort of appeal. No, I'm not but, comparing Radiohead to The no, Beatles. No, but I think the thing that you said
1: before about fuck you credibility, I think, is bang on, where you can just never be seen to be wrong to suggest that Radiohead are great or one of your favourite bands. It's
0: yeah, it's like uh, a
1: safe answer, despite not really being a safe answer. If you know what I mean? You
0: are the only uh, one, two, you're two, three... Uh f- I probably know five other people that like Radiohead. Everybody else I talk to about Radiohead is like, I don't like them. I don't uh, understand Is them. it
2: because they oh they're so depressing and pretentious? Yeah.
0: And and I don't understand them. I don't understand what the hype is at all. Right, yeah, yeah. Because it it, it but at that point,
2: is it because it's cool
0: to not like Radiohead? No, I don't think big? so. I don't think no? so. I think this is why. I think that's why this cue is a so F, is because <laughs> people are just like, I don't understand why Radiohead is popular. I don't get it. Yeah. Also, is that the correct thing to say? Is after band it is, isn't it? That's American. We would say are ah, because it's yeah. a group of people. Yeah. Whereas American people would say is because they view that co- co- collection of people as, as one, one entity. Yeah. yeah. No. It's because corporations right. are people. The next question:
3: mm-hmm.
0: What does the man say in
2: Just Radiohead? What yeah. does that mean? In the in the music video, Just. What does the man say? Oh, in Just that makes Radiohead? everyone yeah.
0: What does the man say in Just Radiohead? I think what I know does... what he says. Go on. Lie down on the floor. Uh, next question. Next, next question is, did Radiohead steal creep? Steal? Mm. Yeah, isn't there a whole thing where creeps, like, the same as... We'll get to it, I'm sure. I'm, I'm here to tell you, the answer is, kind of. Kind of. So, oh, we're... tune in. Yeah, put a little pin in that when we get to it. Um, what is Radiohead best-selling album? <laughs> Why is it i mean it's probably, it's it's probably such a okay bad com- probably, it's probably okay computer right and it's f-
2: it's f this is an
0: f q isn't it <laughs> yeah it is yeah yeah, uh yeah, you're right, Lucas it's okay computer about seven or eight million uh worldwide uh how many copies did kid a sell uh it's one point five million isn't it I don't know these are frequently asked questions there's no real answer to that. the closest I could get was that. And I wanted to include this because of last week we mentioned that the Magic Preachers album, To Get To Number One, sold 27,000 copies uh, in its first week. Kid A, in its first week, sold 207,000. Yeah, the it was a different time, wasn't <laughs> it, when people time. were buying records, yeah. yeah. Um, next question is, how many units has Radiohead sold? How many's in a pint of beer? Great. <laughs> well, I need F- to work this
1: out. F-
0: 50 million. Okay, is that Steve, too high? forty-nine million. Oh, he's low? doing the over-under. Steve's technically closest because <laughs> uh, it's about yes. thirty million. Um, Gotch. here's a question: Who is Chieftain Muse? Wow, well, the the best social media presence I've ever come across. I, I, you know, I think we'll answer that when we get to it. But he's yeah. a mysterious man for sure. Yeah, yeah. And the last, the last cue um, that's been ADF F is who is the lead singer for Radiohead? Tom York, yes. Matt Bellamy. Oh, great! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we've all kind of said that to some kind of varying degree. We like Radiohead. This is the first season where all three of us have a base knowledge and kind of know enough to say, like, huh, I like Radiohead. I like yeah. what I've heard. It's not really is happened
1: it before. With Muse, we're kind of in a similar point with Muse, aren't we? Where Steve's heard bits and enough, and then one person knows
0: every single shred of it. And then the other one knows some. That's true. But I, I had, I had known enough to know that I didn't like them anymore. Oh yeah. And nobody's on that side of the fence. Nobody's here saying I don't like Radiohead. We're all just saying we're kind of, to some degree, like Radiohead on some kind of level. What is it that you that you like about them? What are some of the things that you dislike about them? I really enjoy the catchy
2: songs that are earlier on. The standard. I'm doing air quotes, sounding Radiohead, but. Like, I also know of the later stuff that it's going to get into some really weird shit. I think there's going to be mental time signatures, I think, because I, I have heard them. Um, I think a lot of this
0: season is going to be me trying to do the maths of, like, <laughs> polyrhythms and time
2: signatures and stuff.
0: Like, I'm going to spoil something slightly for you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, that's album one. That starts at album is it, one. Is it really? Okay, Yeah, great. Um, so I, I
2: like that side of that. I like the fact... That um, you can put on a song and it will. I'm just going to preempt your jokes. Mm. It will surprise me. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not um, very surprising to me. No, yeah, yeah, because no alarm. Don't find uh, it very alarming. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. King think... of Limbs. <laughs> yep. Oh,
3: Good. Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Steve's gonna hate that song by the time we get round to it. Adam, do you remember?
1: Do you remember when uh, back in the days when people actually used to write on each other's Facebook wall because that was a thing that that, that people did? Mm. Our, our friend of the podcast, <laughs> James Quinn, wrote on my wall saying, "Lucas, what was the song we kept doing at the weekend? The Radiohead one, the one that went ba da 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 in text form, obviously." And you just chimed in and went, "It's Feral from Yeah Feral." Was, you're talking about Feral, right? I was like, "How?"
2: Yeah, easy. <laughs> Easy. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the fact that they're
0: clearly an intelligent band. Um but also oh, they've written. Okay, bangers. there's that word. I wondered how long it would take for the word intelligent to come out. As though there's kind of like some like strata of like oh anything that's not Radiohead is unintelligent. I hate that, that aspect of Radiohead fandom. Yeah. And it is going away. It is going away very, very slowly. But um I hate that idea that Radiohead is somehow more intelligent hey, than I other Hey, I didn't no, say more intelligent than other bands. I didn't say it. I didn't say you were, but it is something but worth finding
2: out. it's that Rick and Morty meme, isn't it? You
0: have to but have a very have high play. IQ to enjoy Radiohead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward like, <laughs> l- l-
2: like, they're clearly a very interesting band, and I think that's what I like about them. But also, it puts out some fucking Radiohead... Ra- Radiohead bangers. Radio bangers. What don't I like about them? I think I'm going to struggle with some of the songs that... Again, spoilers to what you did before we started recording. <laughs> you were like, I'm just going to put this song on. And it was a joke because it was a bit bit Like, what song is going right. to encapsulate them so people recognize it straight away? And then you put on something that was a, basically a drone. And you were like, oh, no, no, no. Let's put it three. For, for the Radiohead uh, fans, I, I put on tree fingers. <laughs> right. And then he goes, no, hold on, actually. Let's go three minutes in where it's a bit different. And, it's the same. and it was the same. Yeah. I think sure. I'm going to struggle with that stuff. But let's okay. see. I'm open to it, man. I'm not going to be like, ooh, it's, it's a bit weird. Like, I, right, I, I want to yes. try and explore it. I think i would, Steve. I love how vibey
1: Radiohead can be in their songs. Uh, but maybe if it's five minutes of, of droning noise, that might be a bit too far in the direction of just vibe for me to, right, okay. for me to enjoy. I think yeah. I'm a bit too... Might be a bit too far in that direction, but, you know, I do, but, but I do, you know, I do love getting into a radio. You can really like nestle into their songs and really like, Mm you really get
0: into the vibe of it. You know, I played you a bit of Tree Fingers just while we're talking about that. Um, I played you the album version. Recently, they released an extended version and I was (laughs) so happy because it's like five minutes long, but it's still the same. (laughs)
1: yeah i like i like i love the i love the rhythms like they've got like great interesting rhythms in their songs tom york's voice i I mean i respond i mean uh, i like that style of vocal clearly because the other band we covered on this podcast is muse are we gonna start bleeping them again (laughs) like it or not like it or not there's similarities in Mm. the vocal fry uh not in music really past like an album or two uh Go back and listen to uh, Are You Amused? Uh, critical analysis, of the music, cultural impacts,
0: of the music of Muse, uh, if you want What to I about. didn't touch on when we went through Muse, because I knew we'd be touching on it here, is that the themes of the first few Muse albums are almost identical. Oh, so, interesting. W-
1: and, that's the, that, that, and that is something I know nothing of of Radiohead, because I'm a plebman and I don't really pay much attention to lyrics, is I don't yep. really have any idea what they sing about. I don't know if they're particularly political, apolitical, if they're very, like, romantic or very personal are they singing about wanted to are they de- depressed i mean the songs sound depressing i mean they're pretty like, depressed i don't yeah. like i don't know sort of thing but i but the music that they produce top tier of what i know you, you know.
0: like the vibe i love you getting the like vibe into the vibe i love, getting into the the vibe. I love to
1: sit there in nude and just
3: so, <laughs>
1: so to you're in the nude <laughs> what
0: song are you listening yeah. to yeah. i'm i'm
1: still in the nude and i'm listening <laughs> to weird fishes arctic yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: uh, what about you? Yeah, Adam, Mr. What, what do you like about Radiohead?
0: Um, their music. <laughs> their, music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, their music. Yeah, their uh, music. I like that they are constantly pushing themselves, and I like that they are not content with doing the same thing twice, and I like how open they are to experimentation i like how they push themselves not just in terms of the actual music but in terms of the context of that music like how it's released they have some very interesting release strategies which is not something you can say about a lot of bands and i really like that they are forward thinking but like you steve i really like their ability to experiment in a completely accessible way because at the end of the day they are a pop band they can be experimental and do stuff in 5.4 and and it's still verse chorus. It's still catchy as fuck. They can do loads of experimental stuff, but it's still really accessible. And I think the thing about Radiohead, I think the barrier to Radiohead is everyone goes, oh, they're so experimental, it's not for me. They're not that experimental. They're taking things from experimental artists and bringing them into the mainstream in kind of the same way that David Bowie did. Um, Is there anything you guys don't like? like Steve I know you said perhaps the less accessible you know there are some songs that are maybe designed to punish you <laughs> because yeah, that yeah. is I've... that is the idea of the album uh yeah. you know do you think you guys will kind of struggle with with that
1: yeah I mean I've not heard any of those songs but I don't think they'll be uh, the ones I'll rate highly I think we'll have a conversation where you'll talk about how it really adds to the texture of an album and even though it's on its own merit, not that good or interesting a song. It adds to the texture of the whole album, and uh, mm. and I'll go. That's fine, but I
2: don't want to
1: listen to it for five minutes.
0: Yes, well, we'll get onto that in a second. Yeah, we had a lot yeah.
2: of discussion in the last season. If 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 anyone's listening, that didn't didn't hear. Well, it. we'll
0: see what makes it into the edit. I guess. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Of uh. Just. Just enjoying songs on their own versus album. And I imagine that is going to come up so much in this season. Um, Probably less actual fist fights than there were last
0: time. I'm going to say, I'm going to put a pin in that because I've got an agenda item that you guys don't have, which is just, I think Lucas might struggle with Radiohead. So we'll get onto that in a minute. Okay.
1: Despite the fact knowing that I,
2: of the Radiohead that I have, (laughs) I enjoy it
0: hey lucas look forward (laughs) Um, to
2: hating something you like (laughs) is it having something
1: ruined that didn't already happen two seasons ago
0: (laughs) oh yeah uh here's something here's some things i don't like about radiohead because i forced myself to be critical here i don't like uh, even though i've just put it in the list of things that i do like i don't like that they are not content with doing something twice it takes them forever to release anything these days. In yeah. fact, my, my biggest, hottest take is that I think they're done. I think this is it for Radiohead. Yeah. Um, I'd be quite happy, because I love the Radiohead vibe so much, like you, Lucas, I'd be happy with albums that are the same. I'd, I'd take five more in Rainbows. But because they don't want to do that, I have to wait 10 years for them to record a new album. And it's a ball lake. Um, I can also struggle with how... um. What is the word? Um, because it's not pretentious; it's um, precious. I can struggle with how precious they are. There's a standalone single that you just cannot get anymore because they don't like it. Right? Okay. They've gotten better with stuff like that, but it is still an aspect of their history that that like you know that that kind of exists. They're very precious about their own music. I think.
1: Well, didn't they famously, like, not play Creep for a long time because they were just like, it's overplayed. And it's like, yeah, but sorry, guys, you wrote a
0: hit. It's overplayed because everybody loves it. People want to see it. Can you play it, please? (laughs) And it eventually gets fed back into the set lists because they've gotten better at uh, doing that and becoming, you know, like the last time I saw them uh, was probably as close to a greatest hit set from Radiohead as you're going to get. Yeah. Something else I really like about them, and it's interesting that that it just kind of came up, is their live shows. And something, Lucas, this is not a gotch moment, but I was very interested in our prep for this season because you are somewhat of a Radiohead fan. When we looked over the schedule, you were saying, is it necessary for live show coverage for every era for Radiohead? Because it was very necessary for Muse. Yeah, right. and we didn't do it for Manix, and we yeah. didn't do it for Bill.
1: Well, I guess we kind of did do it for Bill. She's had two yeah. albums.
0: It's not. Really yeah, there, exactly. <laughs> and and couldn't tour the, the the second one by the time we got to her as well. Yeah. Um, but then when we watched the Muse ones, it was kind of them playing very similar set lists two backing tracks with different. Uh, with different, with different shows, different yeah. shows, yeah, yeah. So it surprises me that, as like any kind of level of, of fan, that you weren't necessarily aware of the aspect of the live shows of Radiohead because famously they've done stuff like they never play the same set list twice. Mm. The attraction of it is that everything they do is genuinely live. They've, I can think of one example for one song where they used playback. And then they took it out of the setlist because they couldn't live with themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it ate them up they... <laughs> inside. Yeah, no, I just, I've never,
1: really, I've just never. It's never been on my radar as known that Radiohead are known for being a live band. So, I mean, really? Obviously, that's... Well, obviously, they play live, but like knowing that that's like an important part of them. That's despite the fact that I've seen them live and thought they were shit hot. Sorry, oh, that's oh, like, oh, yeah. right. There. Oh, there's The balls yeah. there! whoa. <laughs>
0: Thought they were shit. (laughs) Such a tease. They have a certain reputation as an incredible live band. Yeah, they were fucking
1: great. I mean, I was absolutely off my tits. Music critics
0: have described some of their gigs as the greatest ever, and they have like sets that are legendary for them, but also sets that are legendary for the festival they quote unquote deigned to play at. Like they're some kind of weird deities of rock music. Mm-hmm. If you look at discussions kind of around, the pro- they kind of are. That's the they're problem. the they're it's the gods almost of rock. a problem. They're rock gods. Uh, if if you look at discussions around the greatest Glastonbury sets of all time, Radiohead in 1997 is always mentioned. If you look at the greatest Bonnaroo sets of all time, Radiohead in 2006 is always mentioned. And the aspect that they're most famous for in their later career, from like Kid A onwards, is that you're getting two experiences. There's the songs as they are on the record. And there's the songs as they are performed live. And sometimes that's two completely different songs. Their live shows, they see them completely as like a reinterpretation rather than a recreation. Uh, there is an entire release that we will cover that is predicated on the fact of like, we released an album a year ago and then we rehearse playing it live and here's what it sounds like now.
2: Hey, that reminds me, I'm obviously th- this isn't the first band that did it because many bands do similar things but that reminds me of car seat headrest with what's the song killer whales I, I remember loving that song and then i looked at um uh some live shows of it of them playing it and so they released a song and then as they continue playing live they just changed the song as as they went on so the the end product or whatever they're playing at the moment if they're even still about is an incredibly different song that's what's on the record so can you imagine
0: going is that like that is it so yeah. Radiohead will do that as well. They will change songs to sound like the album that they've just released so it fits more oh, sympathetically into the set list. Ooh, um, like an album. And I think, I think that comes from not using playback, so they have to find ways to create sounds they created in the studio or they replace parts entirely. If there's strings on a song, Lucas, where some bands would play to a backing track, Radiohead don't, just don't have strings in the song. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Lucas is waiting find for to parts. say there'll be an orchestra on stage. <laughs> there'll be an orchestra <laughs> they, on stage. They find parts to appro- approximate it and replace it, and often if they can't do something fully live, they just won't do it. Sometimes it's taken a full decade for them to figure out how to play something live. They have to wait for technology to catch up with them, and they use analogue equipment where other bands would use like samples or computers. So Johnny brings his Ons Martin on tour. If they're playing no surprises, he uses an actual xylophone rather than using the samples of a xylophone. At one point, they have to hire a second drummer (laughs) to recreate the (laughs) songs that are on the album that they're touring. Isn't (laughs)
1: there the
0: third? At one point in a show I went to, there was four people playing drums on (laughs) there. Sure, sure. In some of the occasions where they use software live, it's software that Johnny has programmed himself. Yeah, why? of course, yeah. (laughs) He he built the software that they use for the live recordings. So it surprises me. Obviously, like, your level of fandom to have not encountered that. I'm guessing you weren't hanging out on, like, message boards and stuff. Um, no. Boo. Boo! Do you want to get to the to the agenda item? Do you want to get to? I think Lucas might struggle with Radiohead because I think what that will set up is the differences in the way that we listen to music. Lucas, you do you, hun? <laughs> <laughs> You're not necessarily an album guy. Do you think that's fair? I think that is vaguely
1: fair, but also has maybe been slightly uh, exaggerated by this podcast because. When a new album comes out by a band that I like, I will listen to and enjoy that album. And I will still go, I fancy listening to album. And I'll listen to album. I'm not someone who never listens to albums, but I'm a lot less precious about the notion of an album. Yeah,
0: well, I'll tell you I, what, do you know who is very precious about the notion of an album? Tom York. <laughs> Radiohead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will, you know, yeah, as much as I will sometimes go, let's stick on, I don't,
1: Abbey Road. Let's go for the most obvious answer you could give. Who's that by? Um, uh, I'm also just in who who, who who is that by? Just so we have the context for listeners. <laughs> That's um the uh, uh the band. Well, you know the guy from Wings. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's the band he was in before Wings, Something McCartney. He was in a band before Wings. He was in a band before Wings. Yeah, with the Phil guy McCartney
0: called, was in a band yeah, before Wings. Yeah. A guy called That's George. Um, okay,
1: he was Harry's son.
0: Yeah, yeah, Harry, that's son George. What I remember
2: Harry, son yeah. George. Yeah. yeah, I do remember this now. I remember yeah, yeah. This. there
1: was the guy from Thomas the Tank
0: Engine and yeah. John Legend. Yeah, that's yes, right. John yeah, Legend, yeah. of
1: course, that's the it.
0: guy who sang "All of Me." Yeah. yeah. So what were yeah. they
1: called? Oh, they were called the Humbugs. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Something like that. Anyway. And Arctic Monkeys are a tribute act to them. Is well, that right? sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, Arctic okay. Monkeys are a
1: tribute cool. band to them and a, yeah. another similar band of their time period, actually, called the Chimps
0: yeah okay Okay, yeah so they kind of do dual set lists yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah that's my
1: point okay um i do listen to albums but i'm a lot less precious about an album like 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 we're now done with manics right but if i sometimes will go i still fancy listening to manics like i don't you know i still listen to them i don't Mm have to stop listening to them because we're done with the pod yeah you just put on lifeblood i I won't often apart from lifeblood i won't often go oh i'll go put on uh, everything must go. I'll just go, oh, cool. I'm going to go to my Manix
0: playlist and I'm going to hit that big old shuffle. Yeah. And but also, listen- in the run up to covering an album on this podcast it's likely when we get to okay computer for instance you'll have heard all of those songs in shuffle more than you would all of those songs in order
1: right yeah i mean that became a tactic for me for for doing this podcast purely because i realized that i'd listen to the first two thirds more than the second the last third because i do something else like something would come up. I would, I, 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 I'd I, I'd be driving to work. I'd get through two thirds of it. I'd get to work and I wouldn't listen. And so I wasn't giving the la- later songs the, you know, the time of day that they needed. So I took to listening to the albums on shuffle. Why don't you just pause
0: is... it where you left it and then come back to it from where you left off? So yeah. that the back end of the album is at least still intact. I mean, I could do that. Okay. Maybe but start
1: doing that. Maybe I should start Instead, I'd go for shuffle. And then and then Adam finds it sacrilegious.
0: By, I don't find it necessarily by, sacrilegious. I do find it very interesting. Although I would, I'm going to put in an official request on air that you do what I just said because I think the run of songs is very important for Radiohead.
1: Yeah, probably. But then, is it, if you're breaking it up by
0: you know us an eight-hour working day, is it is it a bit damaged? I think anyway? so. If you I, get to I, track I, seven, I think that's fine. To go to
1: work. On the drive home, go right. Let's listen to eight through twelve.
0: Yeah, I think that's better than just listening to the whole thing on shuffle. Personally, especially because mm. you'll have tracks that bleed into one another when we get around the middle yeah. period. Of I, mean, I, do, I
1: that's not me saying I don't listen to the music because I do, but I get to yeah. a point where I go, okay, I've listened through now a bunch of times. Let's hit Shuffleville.
0: You also though respond less to the art and more to the entertainment value of something. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, Radiohead. Do not give a fuck about entertainment, Lucas. Yeah,
1: but then they and then don't we say, then, give but, a shit. But all, but, <laughs> uh, but then all of this is predicated with the notion that I there is a bunch of Radiohead that I know and largely and th- enjoy. You find entertaining.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Steve, where do you sit on that like art versus entertainment value? How do you think that's going to pan out for the Radiohead season? It's going to be.
2: I mean, I've already sort of covered it, but I think it's it's going to be. A struggle in the way that I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try. <laughs> you know, okay, okay, like yeah, yeah.
0: Give it the real college try.
2: I think I'm really gonna struggle to. I, I want to. I really want to engage with the with the harder stuff that they are clearly gonna put out. Um, See, in my opinion, if you're having to try that hard and
1: argue and almost like force yourself then it's not for you. It's not forcing myself. But and you're it,
0: doing it for the podcast.
1: You're doing it because of the job you have. Well, a bit. But I look,
0: have forced myself to listen to plenty of music that I now enjoy because I went through that thing. It, uh, for me, with art uh, in general and music specifically, the effort you put in is often equal to the reward you receive from it. Th- this is the difference. Is I want to find something in
2: that. I want to understand why that that has been presented. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it will be tricky, I think, for for, for some of it. Radiohead are purely about our inherent emotion, serving the message of the song above all else, creating coherent tones through their albums, and sometimes at the expense of things that are accessible. But I do think that they are very emotionally immediate. And I think... I I think that is the crux of it, Luke, it is the thing that we've hit on most recently in terms of the difference in the way that we listen to to music is that you kind of don't necessarily relate to things, right?
1: Elaborate?
0: So we've spoken on the last couple of albums that we've done, which would have been the Ultra Vivid Lament by Manic Street Preachers and Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. There are songs on there that are about death that i relate to because i have experienced losing someone and i can sort of use an empathic ability to kind of relate those two things in my head whereas you have to have a very specific connection to a song in order to relate that kind of way a song about death isn't going to make you think about people you've lost for instance
1: but then but then a song that's not about death will make me cry Despite not be, because of the, it having a, a more direct personal connection to said person or
0: period of my life or whatever. Exactly.
1: hundred percent,
0: baby. And I think a lot of Radiohead relies on an ability to relate. There is an inherent emotion in Radiohead's work that I think requires the listener to tap into a lot of the time. And I think, have you ever heard of this? I think they use the ecstatic truth a lot. Have you heard of the ecstatic truth? No, no. It's sometimes referred to as the poetic truth. It's something that just feels true. Uh, It taps into a known truth rather than a factual truth. It's a deeper stratum of truth that isn't really quantifiable and it just sort of exists in society. It's just things that we all know to be true even though there's no real factual basis for that. It's used a lot in comedy, which is also why I think that some Radiohead songs are quite funny. Like Paranoid Android is really funny.
1: And you're saying one of those truths is that Radiohead are really good.
0: And no, 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 no. I'm saying they <laughs> tap into that ecstatic truth. It, like No Surprises exists in the ecstatic truth that the suburbs are a place where you go and die. And you can feel that in your bones even if it's not factually true and i think lucas you are a facts guy rather than an emotions guy and radiohead rely on emotions rather than facts let's let's see let's see um what it means in in terms of the listeners because look we've been on our subreddit we've been on the twitter and we see what the listeners write Lucas is maybe the least likely to appreciate a piece of art without necessarily uh, enjoying it. Therefore, things that are objectively thematically relevant are at the mercy of simply, do I enjoy this or not? And I think that's how the majority of people listen to music. And that's why we have Lucas on the podcast. The national anthem from Kid A exists in an ecstatic truth about the state of the world. But it's an ecstatic truth of the time. Of that album so you need to be kind of on the wavelength of that time and I think music can be a time capsule in many ways how does that notion interact with your own reactions to the music that you hear
1: I mean in terms of the time capsule thing uh, yeah for me it's it, the, it's place when it was released or recorded or or written is less uh, unsurprisingly less valid for me, less of a thing for me but My own personal place, nostalgia plays a huge part in how I listen to music. Same for Steve, right? Yeah, yeah. Nostalgia is enormous. I still spend. Have we talked? Is Steve nostalgic? Steve
0: quite likes the past.
2: Um, Did you say the P
0: word? I'm crying. Um, I mean, you know, he's got every reason to hate the present.
2: (laughs) Because look at me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Look (laughs) at the state of him. Um.
1: Uh. And yeah, like I listen. I I spend. Many hours a week listening to a playlist of music I listened to when I was in college.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Because
1: yeah. it's because it makes me happy.
0: You're not a guy that really like seeks new music either. Are no, you, I'm also.
1: I'm also. It's thing. not yeah. that I'm. It's not that I actively avoid it. It's that I'm just bad.
0: Yeah, you're a real dunce. I'm just bad at seeking. <laughs> yeah. I find it's because
1: uh, we've talked about this before. I explains the, the I uh, I find getting <laughs> into m- new music a lot more work. Than other things right like yeah. a film you can put two hours of your life aside you watch a film and you go i and you enjoy or you don't enjoy it and you have takes off of one viewing right
0: adam's like no i need 30 watches to have a take there's movies i didn't like until like the second or third time i watched them anyway generally speaking whereas an
1: album i feel i need to listen to 10 times yeah. before i can even really have a take Right, and that's a lot more of a commitment. And I'm often like, I can't be bothered, I'm gonna listen to Lucas's nostalgia playlist. Tell you
0: what, Lucas, so I've, I've said it already. Uh, the effort you put in often equals the reward you get from it, and I think we've seen that with things like Lifeblood. Oh, Lifeblood, man, what an album, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good, and that's because I was
0: forced to listen to it. By this podcast, that I do. Yeah, baby, Steve. Music as a time capsule. I think I can't really add anything
2: more apart from the fact that music can really take you to a place in time. Personally,
0: or more generally, now, that's an interesting question. That I don't have an answer to. I think both.
1: I think personally, it's it's a big thing. Obviously, you know, I, I, like I said, I was talking. Was it on this episode or was it on? The episode we recorded, hey, definitely not right before this episode. Oh. Uh, we were, talking about, we we're talking about a nostalgic sounding song, right? And yeah, I described right. a, I talked about a song called, called I Want to Go. And that puts me in a place. And that can put me in a place, even though it's a song that's about, you know, nothing, essentially. It really puts me in a place of like mm. personal place of like, oh, being 16 and out on my skateboard in an endless summer. That yeah. lasts a thousand years because summers felt like they lasted so long, and just out smoking weed with my mates and just like hanging out. Not care in the world, not care in the world. Like songs can absolutely, I think, put do that, and I think also they can from like not even just your own context. I think there is also that a song can just evoke such a vibe that you really can feel that sense of like place and time and the example i always give and it's a real normie thing to, su- thing to suggest and it is also not helped by the fact that it's featured heavily in a film which probably means i put those things together but um i don't even know the name of the song great i'm with the one that goes dun 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 bam 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 bam, bam. but the one from train spotting the train spotting song right? born slippy uh, born slippy, uh, born slippy. Uh, born slippy uh, that's it it just i literally just puts me in like oh yeah i'm just off my tits on ecstasy in 1996
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Like I feel nostalgic for a thing I never experienced. Oh, you're you me. Know, That's interesting. Fuck. Yeah. I feel nostalgic for like it makes me feel nostalgic for being in a dirty club in 1996 off my fucking mash. And in 1996, <laughs> I was seven and I was playing Goldeneye. And you're off your fucking mash.
0: What about when you hear um, music? Like, okay, let's use the Beatles. Uh, when you listen to the Beatles, are you making allowances for the fact that that music is between fifty and sixty years old? I think I am. Are you, are you kind of going like, oh, that music is really good for something that's 50
2: years old? This is old. the same conversation that we had about Billie Eilish where like, oh, that's quite good for someone who's very young.
0: Uh, yeah, although it's kind of different because you, you have completely different um, sort of like the state of technology and recording technology is completely different. The social strata is completely different. Uh, what's acceptable and not acceptable in a pop song and what people expect from a pop song is completely different. You know, yeah. I,
1: I I would love to know what would happen if someone released uh, a day in the life right now. The song, a day in the life. Who's, that, and who's that Someone, one? someone just released that song now as by, like, yeah, a new song. By which band? By who? No, it wasn't by the <laughs> and, who. And 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 would and would people think it was incredible, or would people go, it's fine.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, are you making allowances when you listen to it? Are you going like, wow, it's incredible that that's fifty years old? Yeah. And I don't have an answer for you. That's very interesting because that is context uh, affecting the way you listen to music, maybe. The phrase ahead of its time is used
2: used so often, isn't it? Mm. It was so ahead of its time. What does that mean? That it was
1: good? Also, it wasn't ahead of its time. It was of its time. Hence, it being out at the time. No,
2: ahead
0: of its time. I (laughs) I tell you what. We're going to get into that because OK Computer and Kid A are basically social documents. For the former, you have like new labor and this sense of change and hope with this mounting dread beneath it and the meeting of technology and everyday lives and the sinister implications of that. And then you have Kid A, which was released at the height of kind of like, or recorded anyway, at the, at the height of the fear of the turn of the millennium, which is maybe the best example of, of an ecstatic truth where there was no factual evidence that anything was actually bad was going to happen at midnight at the turn of the millennium, but everybody just felt it in their bones. Like there was a huge change coming at the beginning of the millennium. Um, So we're going to touch on things like that because that's, I think a big part of Radiohead's success is tapping into the time in which they release their music, sometimes summing up the feelings of a generation and some of their music is going to be a huge leap forward in regards to mainstream music, but for the time. So when you listen to things like Kid A, you have to bear in mind that that album came out in the year 2000. It may not sound so forward-thinking now, Mm. but also it's 22 years old. So I'm wondering how our conversations on that will go, because these are maybe typically things that you guys don't consider. And I, for Lucas, we know it won't affect the review or scores too much. But are we, are, are we going to be able to have, is that something you consider? Are we going to be having discussions around that? God,
2: I have no idea. It's it's going to be a really fucking interesting season, is what it's going to be. And the thing is, we just had it with Mannix as well. Like, like Mannix was, was all music of its time,
1: right?
0: But I don't think that there is a Mannix album that people kind of point to and go, that album sums up the time in which it was released, like people do with OK Computer and Kid A.
1: Or well, I guess Manix XDA, they don't have that reputation, do they? Mm. Try and think of other
0: examples that do. That's the other thing. We have yet to cover a band that has this reputation. We have yet to cover a band where, where, where a good portion of, of critical people will look at it and go, best band in the world. Or m- maybe not even best, but m- maybe most important band. In the world, I suppose it would be good because we haven't mentioned it is to actually go into that like aforementioned critical acclaim. We've said that they are critically acclaimed, but we haven't actually mentioned like in what way. So they've won six Grammy awards, four Ivor Novello awards for songwriting. What's that? It's an award for songwriting. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah, the clues <laughs> in the title. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Rolling Stone named them as one of the top 100 artists of all time. What's that? And the second greatest artist of the 2000s. Uh, speaking Who's of Rolling Stone, I don't know. <laughs> speaking of oh, Rolling Stone, Ed and Johnny appear in their list of 100 Hi. most influential guitarists. And in terms of their top 500 albums of all time, Radiohead have five albums present they also hold the record for most albums nominated for the mercury prize at five they've had five different albums nominated for that and they were inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame uh, in 2019 um also one of their albums was inducted into the library of congress
2: did you know what, that what what does that even mean and which album and why
0: I'm not going to tell you which album. So, what well, the Library of Congress uh, is, is the American library that preserves works of art if they are deemed to be culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant.
2: How do you preserve an album?
0: It is put per- in, in the same way that the British Library has a copy of every book that's ever been published in the UK. Holy shit. You, a, a copy of that album is preserved in the Library of Congress in, in, in America. Every um,
2: book that's been published in the UK is kept. Is, is in the British Library, yeah. I guess that doesn't include Amazon. I was going to say, like, self-published books. Like, has our friend Tom Ashford got
1: his 16 books in there? Probably not self-published. No. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty not that, fair. I it's pretty offensive to the, you know, self-publishers of the world. It's a perfectly valid
0: medium in 2022. That's true. That's, it is now, yeah. Maybe British, British, it's an outdated British Library can fuck off. British Library, fuck off, British Library. Fuck British Library. Fuck off, British Library. Books are for nerds, you fucking <laughs> pricks. If you kind of go away oh, okay. from, like, looking, looking at the critics and looking at, like, a user-based interface, have you guys ever used Rate Your Music? No, is that Letterboxd no. for music? Letterboxd right. for music. It's got about a million active users. Uh, Pathetic. <laughs> I mean, it's more than Letterboxd. Oh, okay. is, it, is it more than Letterboxd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. It's it, It's the biggest hub of online music. Forum criticism, people doing reviews and it seems blogging, such a, and stuff a like that. shit
1: name. It's such a basic name. Yeah,
0: it is a basic name. It's a really basic site as well. If you have on it, but they rate one of Radiohead's albums as the best album of all time, and two others appear in the top twelve. Uh, they're they're actually tied with the Beatles. Uh, two of their albums, uh, two of Radiohead's albums, are regularly mentioned in you know those discussions of greatest album of all times that happen in both sort of critical and just general music fan circles. In terms of the general public, Radiohead's biggest selling album is less than 10 million. They've released 33 singles and only 7 of them have reached the top 10 in the UK. And only 10 more than that have reached the top 40.
1: It's because they're not, like you're saying about, like, they're they're on that RateMyMusic.com, they're like the highest rated thing. It's because they... Whilst they're not like the most like main, like mainstreamly big, popular radio stadium filling on top of the pops featured on question of sport as a b- <laughs> bit of music in the background over a montage. I don't right. know. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay, I've got you. Christmas I've got you. Yeah, sport yeah, yeah. is not the thing I meant to I meant to say match of the day. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. Sure, cool. You know what okay. I mean? Um, it like with people that are into music, mm. you know, wankers like Adam.
0: Yeah, you know, sure. They are
1: they are they're the people that regard them so highly the sorts of people that are listening to a music podcast the sorts of people that are reading about music and discussing music online are the sorts of people that think Radiohead are the hottest shit ever made people like my other half Hannah who just don't like have a like a musical you know like opinion particularly strongly doesn't know fucking Radiohead song at all like just doesn't know anything about them at all because people that are really into Radiohead are people that are into music. And have yeah, a they opinion don't
0: seem to be especially popular with the general music-buying public. O- only two of those thirty-three singles have reached the top forty in the U.S. But this is why it's critically acclaimed, right? Right. But also in the uh, earlier in this episode, we were saying maybe they're overrated. By whom? By whom are they overrated?
1: Mm. I wouldn't say. So. I mean, I mean, like obviously, I was playing devil's advocate, saying overrated. But you know what I mean? Yeah, they absolutely. Are. Yeah, but yeah. It's, but it's but it's but with people that feel strongly about music and obviously that's where you get into the argument of well uh, can they be so can they be one of the best bands ever if they are so not niche because they're not niche they're not fucking small are they but they are They sort
0: of straddle that line don't they they do
1: they do straddle that line and that's can you be considered the best band ever if you're you know within a particular niche you know where the beatles I'm just filling them out as an example because they're quite popular and quite well regarded, I think. Beatles, generally. That's true. I generally, Beatles are quite on. well regarded. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone knows some Beatles. There's, yeah, there's people that have only know Hey Jude and yeah, The Long and Winding Road, or I don't know. There's a couple of the big boys, which The Long and Winding Road isn't one of. Uh, but there's people who always know something. And then there's people that just will know nothing of Radiohead. And actually, when I've been listening to Radiohead recently, my other half's been listening to them. She'd be like, oh, I quite
0: like it yeah, um, music critics. There's sometimes a disconnect with the general public. Like I think that we like touched on there. Are music critics in a better position to tell people what's good?
1: Well, that comes down to criticism. Not even just music, right? That's criticism. Yeah. The whole. indeed. There's the argument of saying I know more about this than you. I speak from yeah. a position of authority, so I my my opinion holds more validity. But the thing is. It, in all these it's not going to make people enjoy
0: the music anymore, right? The thing mm. is that in
1: these things, there are subjective, aren't they? Like, yeah, someone who knows more about science is more of a point of authority when talking about va- When talking about vaccines, you should listen to people who know more right. than you. But in this case, it's
0: like music well, they, critics do know more than us. So, they know uh, more, you know. but like about something that is ultimately still just subjective at the end of the day. If you don't like Radiohead, are you anti-science? If you, don't uh, like radiohead, if you don't like Radiohead, <laughs> I think you actually d-
1: probably wouldn't get the jab.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. You think that so. is true. The Venn diagram, yeah.
1: people who don't have the jab and people who don't like Radiohead, is actually a complete circle.
0: It's, it's interesting. You were talking about the Beatles. They're probably <laughs> one of the most, obviously, like, popular bands on the planet. There's a, there's a uh, like, a criticism aggregation site that I was reading the other day. Across the board, taking in, like... <laughs> I don't know it must be like 95% of all of the critical reviews out there the highest rated band to ever have walked the earth is of course the beatles like they're incredibly well critically regarded who do you think is second uh, is it radiohead i wouldn't be surprised it's to radiohead, radiohead yeah. steve yeah. Yeah. yeah they're one of the like most critically well regarded bands on the planet there just seems there, there is a disconnect because they're not they don't have huge hits they've never you know never had a number one single uh they've had a like number one albums and stuff obviously but that's kind of a very much a, a different race um and also and i imagine it would
1: probably that would probably also be true maybe not their second but i imagine they'd probably rate quite highly on if you took user reviews as well they'd probably be quite high there but that obviously that also comes down to the the disconnect of the sort of people that are doing a review online of some music it's a very particular type of person already you've got you've already got a you know a type of audience there same thing with Letterboxd of movies, right? It's the same sort of thing. Like, there's a certain type of person that uses Letterboxd for the most part.
2: Yeah, I, I know what you mean. You're not going to get people going on uh, that are just, like, highly rating Megamind. <laughs> I mean, and, you do. Uh, you <laughs> do. We
0: all follow her, and she's very entertaining. Yeah, yeah right. Yes. yes. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Uh, 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 I, yeah. I wonder if we will reach the conclusion or that there is any, uh, any value in the notion that Radiohead are very good... But that doesn't necessarily make them enjoyable. Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, there's obviously a big, that's a big thing for you, Adam, is you, I talked about this with you the other day, we were talking about movies a couple of days ago, and you were talking about you will often, you don't care if you're going to enjoy it, you're going to put on a movie to, to experience whatever it has to offer for you. And sometimes I'll be like, yeah, but I know I should watch a really good film. I can't be bothered. I want to watch something fun. I want, Megamind. To watch I want to watch mega mind adam <laughs> I've
2: never seen yeah. Megamind. we love we love mega mind yes. whereas this do you a, this whereas, is a mega podcast whereas
1: <laughs> do you ever find? do you ever find go to be like i just can't be asked i just want to put on something easy yeah absolutely but yeah, for you easy means like that the
0: bar's still pretty high no that's not <laughs> true i like what do i watch when i'm when i, I like I, I love romantic comedies It's my real weak spot. But at the same time, as much as I love romantic comedies, I'm not going to give them like five stars. I am aware of like how critically good, like quote unquote good they are. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Like I'm aware that it's easy. It doesn't make me like it uh, anymore. There are two albums in Radiohead's canon that are constantly pointed to as the quote unquote greatest albums of all time, or they're in that sphere why is that? What makes one of the greatest albums of all time great? All the songs are really great. Yeah, all the, all the really it. good
2: songs. <laughs> and then it, within, within the songs. Can I also it, guess what the two albums are? It's OK yeah, Computer. of course. OK
0: Computer and In Rainbows. Lucas is wrong.
2: I don't think it's In Rainbows. But In Rainbows is their best album. So
0: what? <laughs> and you're a music critic, so we have And I'm to, a music critic.
2: We you have are to no a music that. critic, yeah. I go online and review music. You do, that's true. But you did give but, Megamind one star. We'll get it. But,
0: but so, so. OK Computer is correct. You both said OK Computer. What do you think it is that people think lifts OK Computer out of just being, oh, it's just another album?
1: Uh, can we wait until we get to OK Computer? Because as we've established, I don't know what's on OK Computer. No, I, that's kn- fine. I, I probably I know think most of the need... songs, but I don't know enough of Radiohead's like prior canon to know. I don't know what songs are on what albums yeah. before we rainbows. Yeah. So I have I don't no fucking
0: idea what's on an OK Computer. I'm not asking about OK Computer oh. specifically. I'm like, what makes a great album? Like, what what are people looking at, pointing to, and going what to What you're asking is, album? what is music? <laughs> well, no, what is great music, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because I, I
2: don't actually have an answer for that at all. I can't think why an album might be better than another one, apart from the songwriting i don't know like i mean what does that even mean
0: though it it is all subjective and yet so many people think that one is better than the other i think you're right i think the songwriting has to be good i think it has to be doing something new and inventive yeah Yeah, i think that's obviously that's why the beatles are so highly regarded is because exactly the
1: newness that they done yeah Yeah.
0: and that doesn't necessarily (laughs) even mean like oh no one's ever heard this before i think it just needs to be bringing new things into the mainstream you know think like like fringe things and and bring them to a wider audience, I think that counts and of and also it's it's kind of about context. it's about what time the album was released and how it interacts with the time in which it was released. Are the things that that album is saying relatable to the people who heard it when it came out, and how well do those things hold up? how prescient was an album you know how 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 much can you go and listen to What's Going On by Marvin Gaye and instantly understand the civil rights stuff in the 60s, you know? Like, it's things like that. It's, it's those things that elevate albums out of being just just another album. Do you agree? Does that make sense?
1: I mean, we have just spent three seasons talking about how, for the large part, that doesn't matter as much to me personally. No, I know it
0: doesn't matter to you as, uh, personally, but I think, I think that that is part of the wider consideration, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, again, I'd be curious to know, again, probably with this, again, with the source of people that are defining the list of greatest albums ever made. Yes.
0: Yes, that's what I'm talking to about.
1: To Brenda in marketing. Yeah. Probably not. She will legend, swear right?
0: down that the that the greatest album is, Uh, you know, uh, a Phil Collins album.
1: I re-argued yeah. with someone in the office last week about... We had this debate about three years ago, and I brought it back up because I thought, let's see if anything's changed there. And they still stand firm that uh, One Direction are bigger, better, and more no, important than don't the Beatles. Say it. Oh, he said it because to them they are because they were a girl listening to them when they were huge, and, so, and I was like, you do not, do not understand all the other con- like everything else that goes around. It and they go,
0: no, Beatles are just old and shit. So we're having the same conversation, Lucas, but we're just like one level like up from it. You're having that conversation with that girl, and then I'm having the same conversation, but with you. Yeah,
1: she's a turbo pleb. I'm a bit of a pleb. And, <laughs> turbo you're, yeah. and, and you're and, and you're, you're, and you're <laughs> mega mind. Yes, there you're go. Your mega. Your <laughs> mega come, mind. Yeah. I'm. What's the the other person in that film called? I don't know. I've never mind, seen that. I've never, mind. never seen mega mind. mind <laughs> yeah. And then this person is is rubbish mind.
2: Good. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. Good. Cool.
0: Okay. It's going to be interesting to get into all of that stuff. I I, I do hope that we can kind of touch on all that time stuff because it is important to the story of Radiohead. Them releasing Kid A when they released Kid A is an absolutely insane thing to do. And I hope that we don't get caught up in, in, in the fact that it's 22 years down the line and doesn't sound as fresh as it could now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, are you listening to it like
2: as if it came out today? Or are you listening to it of like, oh, my God, wasn't this amazing what they did back then?
0: Yeah, I which you. is exactly how I listen to music all the time, which is why I was curious if if you guys did as well. Like when I listen to, um, uh, we we don't need to get into this too heavily, uh, Dr- uh, <laughs> Rumours by Fleetwood Mac, an album I don't like but would give 10 out of 10. Yeah. Do you like that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Lucas, Lucas, you, you like that? I'm gonna give a hands. ten out of ten score to an album I would not choose Lucas to Lucas has just on. been sick. <laughs> I don't like it. When I listen to We're not that the album, same <laughs> When I listen to that album, I'm like, it's incredible that they did that in the time and the circumstances that they that they recorded it in, you know? But let's get slightly more trivial than that, because that's a big topic that I like to introduce every now and again. Um Favourite albums and songs by Radiohead. Let's end on like a real high note. What do you already know that you fucking love? Just. Just what? Just what?
2: Oh, fuck. Just <laughs> just, a, just a second. I need to compose myself. <laughs> okay. And it's just. Okay, great. And is that it? That, is that it? Is that the only song you like? No, of course not. I like high and dry and I like, you know, fake plastic trees. And I like... So no just surprises the beds Oh, no, okay, okay, cool. No surprises. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, I like Burn the Witch, man.
0: That is a good oh, fucking burn song. the Witch. Bates. That is real Bates. Lucas music Bait.
1: video. Yeah, it's so <laughs> <good>. <laughs> yes, that's, that is
0: one of the best music videos. Do yeah. uh, so you just call Lucas. Burn the Witch Lucas Bait? Oh, we'll get to it yeah. in many weeks' time. I'm curious to know why. Well, okay, no, 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 because we'll get... Not many weeks, Lucas. This is next year. Um, Burn the Witch, it's a drum machine, and the, the rest is all strings. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not denying it. Burn the witch is fucking amazing. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I just was wondered why you would call it Lucas' Paper. Yes, it is full of Lucas shrinks. loves strings. We should point that out for new listeners. Yeah, um, like Lucas' favorite favorite uh, albums, least favorite albums, if, if 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 you've got them, you know. Favorite would be in rainbows. Uh, sure. Again, I've
1: not listened to them all, so that could that's definitely up to change. You know, there's only three albums I am like familiar enough to have a full opinion of the album and so it's in rainbows um
0: king of limbs i was less hot on it had some good stuff on it uh, what what is it is, is is that the nature of it being uh less accessible it was just less accessible right i just found right it less okay. listenable yeah. um
1: there were some really good songs there's the one with all the dancing in the video or song is it what's that called
0: that's in my top radiohead songs so like my favorite Radiohead songs bloom, the right? Moment. is it bloom no it's lotus flower
1: lotus flower that's it well flower um, blooms so you see what i was yes, doing exactly
0: yeah, yeah 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 absolutely it's bloom off um, that same
1: album though yeah yeah,
0: yeah it's yeah, the yeah. opening track of that album yeah my favorite album is kid a and my least favorite album is is pablo honey which is probably yeah. not a surprise to anybody no listening.
1: surprises joke dot bit. great my favorite individual Radiohead song at the moment is
0: everything in its right place wow <laughs> is just so good it's so good. The reason you like it is because it's so good. It's, 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 good. it's good. <laughs> good. When you think about it, it's
2: actually good. I like
0: the bit. I like the bit where it starts and it goes...
2: Nah, nah, nah. Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, and then everything dun, dun, dun.
0: that follows. I've got my top five Radiohead songs here um, because I'm a pretentious artist Don't tell us, and I've though. listed them. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you because I want to see if you have an immediate reaction to them. Uh, How to Disappear Completely. Great song. Okay, Steve? Don't know it. That's no. fine. That's absolutely fine. I really Let down. sorry. I did yeah, okay. sing it for Fine, him. okay, go no, 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 it's fine. I can't hit those notes. Hum it for him. Keep going. Letdown? Mm. No, no. I'm shrugging. Sure nothing, nothing from either no, of them. Okay. Nothing there. Pyramid Song. Ooh, hey, that rings. Rings some, bell- yeah. ring some bells. Mm. but Ringing some bells, but not able to place it. Um, Reckoner. Oh, that is the Reckoner. title you've got on Destiny 2? Yes, it is, but it's also the title of a radio song, which may or may not be why I bought got the title on. Earth. <laughs> it's also the title of one of one of the most beautiful songs ever oh written. Oh my god, Reckoner! Like, uh, if I could change one thing about their Glastonbury 2017 show, it would be just pop Reckoner in there just because I can't there. believe you didn't. <laughs> um, and we we just mentioned it, Lotus Flower. That's number one. No, it's not. It's not number one. It's number five because uh, I went in. I don't know. I just went in. Oh reverse, wait, it was number one. Order. How to disappear completely? What oh, an absolute! Mate, I don't just, know any of the. That is the songs. Radiohead song. You don't know any of those. That. No. Okay. That's interesting. From someone who uh, one of the two albums that they've heard is OK Computer, because one of those songs is from OK Computer. Do I don't remember the names of the songs? What's really interesting about what you just said is, Steve, you're very kind of your your knowledge is in early Radiohead lucas your knowledge is in very late radiohead you've both liked what you've heard and lucas you very specifically like you love in rainbows uh and a moon-shaped pool and king of limbs like those are those are i don't love king of limbs no i know i know but but like those are three albums that you're quite hot on and you're quite familiar with at no point did you think i'm gonna go back and see see what was going on before
1: i've always meant to Right, you just haven't got around to it. Uh, Because you know how hard I find listening to new music. It's exhausting. It's a whole job. Right. And I'd have to listen to like eight albums or something... Oh, God, that's a Lucas, more what, work. If, what
2: if there's
0: another in Rainbows out there? I know, there probably is.
2: <laughs> Lucas, do what I do, and I go, Adam, I need some new music. Give me some new music. I I'm do gonna that. This, I do I'm that. Gonna to my- new, no, wait, I'm going to have this new kind of experience. And I listen to like, one yeah. of the albums, and I go, oh, man, I, can't
1: be I do that. I yeah. do that to or my friend Ed,
2: and he tells me albums, yeah. and
1: I might listen to a couple songs. <laughs> um, but now I've got a music podcast that just forces me to do it, and that's fine. That's fine. So when we eventually, if we eventually get to, like,
0: some of the artists I know I need to know more about, I'll get to them when we cover them. This is one of them. Steve, why haven't you gone, why haven't you gone forward? Why haven't you gone, mm, I really like the Benz and OK Computer. Let's see what's going on with uh, a moonshaped pool. And I've heard a moonshaped Elders pool. Of Thief. I've heard a moonshaped pool. But you're not as familiar with them, right? You're not, I heard it you're once. Not, you're not, <laughs> you're, you're yeah. not diving headfirst into the pool.
2: Yeah, I'm not, no. It's moon-shaped well. Steve as well. can't like, swim, is famously.
0: It, so. What kind of oh, shape of is
2: moon are we talking? Because, you know, one might be more dangerous than a form you moon, not saying.
0: You don't want
2: to dive no, headfirst into
0: a crescent-shaped Well, no, moon st- the, the thing,
1: mm. the, the moon doesn't change shape.
0: It does. Hmm? It would what? just what? be no, how much clear. of it was lit. Uh, okay. no, no, sorry, you can clearly actually, see all be... of the moon is lit. I don't know if you've been up there. It's incredible. The pool yeah, is a circle either way. It's just how much of it is lit. Adam is right. The moon is
2: sick.
1: It's uh, great. It's just a it's giant so, thing. And it does change because yeah. if
2: you look at it, it's a different yeah. shape sometimes. So,
1: so you're yeah. saying yeah. Literally, bits of it are literally becoming like being cut away and then yeah.
2: re put and added back on. I don't know why that's too hard to understand. I don't. You can see it with your own eyes, Lucas. I yeah, mean, I don't. Know. What's wrong?
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing, I have listened to some of the other albums. I just like, like I have been like, oh, I'm going to listen to like, a computer by Radiohead. I've probably listened to it a
2: couple of times, but never like with any real intention of like. It's the same for me the other way around. Yeah, Agree. agree. I don't know why is the answer, which is really good for a discussion podcast. I I
0: don't know why for me. And it's uh, laziness. Cool. Well, well, neither of you have an excuse uh, because uh, we're going to listen to them all uh, a million times. And I'm very (laughs) very curious to know
1: what I'm going to like about early. The thing is, and like I say, the, uh, the stuff I do know of older Radiohead is all stuff I really like.
0: Uh, something else that I think is interesting that that is not the case maybe for other bands that we've covered on this podcast is that Radiohead are a very insular team. So yes, the Manics you had like the four guys, then you had the three guys, and in the studio that's kind of it. But they always had different producers. And they always have, you know, their artwork is farmed out to design companies or whatever. Muse are the same. They have a different producer for every album, right? I know Rich Costi does a lot of stuff, but they will bring in people to even write with when they want a different flavour, right? Um, All of their artwork, again, different artists, sort of, uh, every time. Um, Billie Eilish is quite insular. And I think that that's the only really, like, similar one. Because Radiohead, it's the same five guys... The majority of their albums are all produced by one guy. There's only two albums that aren't produced by Nigel Godrich. All of the artwork from the Benz onwards is done by one guy. And it's not a case of um uh, it's not a case of they finish the album and then they figure out what the artwork needs to be. The artwork, the guy who does the artwork, Stanley Donwood, goes to the studio with them to record the album and is creating the artwork along with the album being created.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool.
0: So there'll be numerous pieces of artwork that are created as the album is kind of taking shape. They've had the same managers for the whole time. Um, that What do you think of that? It, it, it's a very core. They're almost like the Avengers.
3: Mm. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you like. I'm just trying to relate to you guys. You
1: yeah, know? yeah, but yeah. The Avengers are out, <laughs> but the Avengers are constantly adding new people, Adam. Do you see how many there were at the end of Endgame? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, he referred to that entire crowd of people as Avengers. That was just some random guys. But you know, Howard the Duck was there, and he was going <laughs> Avengers, and he
0: referred to all of them yeah, collectively as an true. Avenger. Howard the Duck is an Avenger. <laughs> you know how how all the Avengers go off and have solo movies though? Mm. Radiohead are like that. They come they convene <laughs> to be Radiohead. That's the Avengers. But then they go away and do their little Tom York solo stuff and their Ed solo stuff and their Johnny solo stuff. You know.
2: I like that they are quite insular. I think that's a really cool thing because I think the output is just purely, it's very clean, isn't it? You mm, know? Yes. It's not like, oh, let's just kind of ask loads of artists to kind of make something for us and then we'll just kind of go, I don't know, that one, that artwork. Or it just means that it's quite consistent, I guess. I don't know. I think it's very nice. <laughs> it's, it's very appealing <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just want to know what two albums Nigel Godrich didn't do now. first
0: two. Oh. As soon as they start working with Nigel Godrich, they continue to work with Nigel Godrich. They're like, I like this guy. Yeah, exactly. The guy. They, 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 they very much have an insular like team that they just go like, right, you, you're, just, you're part of Radiohead now. End of. And of course, later on they add a drummer and he was in the studio for the album afterwards because they that, just added him. Is that a bit like when Hawkeye is kind of giving the... The pep talk to Scarlet Witch and kind of goes,
2: You're an Avenger now, and it's weird yeah, exactly. go out yeah. there and firing out. It's exactly yeah. like that, yeah. isn't it? You're yeah. a member
0: of Radiohead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And ska- which and- one's Tom? And Scarlet Witch goes, What? Is Tom Cats what?
1: America or is Tom Iron Man? Yes. Uh, uh, we-
0: we'll-, we'll-, we'll talk about that in the next episode, maybe. We'll talk about that okay, in the next episode. We'll follow that through. We'll follow that through to which Avenger
1: Tom
3: York is. <laughs>
0: I think that's a good place to leave it for this first episode. Um, If you are, as a listener, joining us for the first time this season, welcome. You may have gathered that we're pretty like irreverent, but we take music quite seriously. So if you're serious about Radiohead, you are going to fit in here. Welcome unto you all. <laughs> um, feel free to go back to the last three seasons. You have over 100 episodes to get through on Manic Street Preachers, Muse, and Billie Eilish. Uh, you'll get a good idea of how we listen to music and our personalities. But at the same time, that is not required, although... One thing that I definitely think you should do to the point of being required is engaging with us outside of this recording. This podcast is where we give you our opinions and takes on things. Our social media and our email address is where you get to put forward your point of view. For, for, for the seasons we've had so far, we've had a great bunch of music fans telling us exactly what they think of the things we've covered in each episode, what they think of what we think of the things that we've covered in mm-hmm. each episode, and what they think of us personally sometimes. Um, <laughs> we love that aspect of it mostly. And talking to you all, uh, we, we we love it. Come and find us. You can find us on Twitter. What is Music Pod? Instagram. What is Music Pod? TikTok. What is Music? There was a clerical error there. Don't uh, talk about that. You can come it. hang out on Reddit. uh R slash Big Mates. Uh, someone set up that subreddit. We've got that where we chat. And if you want to send in something a little bit longer and we can read it out on the podcast, you can email us at whatismusicpod at gmail The next episode of this podcast releases next week on Monday, and it's going to be on the early days of the band on a Friday, and their debut EP, The Drill EP. That about does it. We're looking forward to getting stuck in and having you all on that journey with us. Typically, we have a sign-off. I I mean, we nailed the last one on the last season. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, straight away as well in the first episode, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, sure. uh, Steve, you've uh, you've messaged me uh, what you think the sign-out for mm. this should mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Lucas, do you have anything to add in case, you know, did you have anything? Well, a good sign-off, like a backup. Yeah, just in case.
1: Uh, no? Everything <laughs> in its... Uh, right <laughs> Place There's not even. Okay, so it's just the, name, <laughs>
3: just the of name Of
1: the song, song. It's just the <laughs> name of the song Right? Okay. I was really that halfway
0: through I'd come up with something <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steve, what you come up with? And I'm going to leave it here and we're going to end the episode We're going to use the sign off for of this episode And we'll discuss it after And I will keep a track of the social To see what people think of this uh, And I will Edit in mm. any other suggestions, okay? Here's our sign off mm-hmm. for this season, okay? Mm. Don't leave me high. Don't leave me. Bye. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>